Hey guys, if you haven't, do me a favor. Go and rate and review this podcast. Help this podcast out that way. Go to burtburtburt.com. Get some merchandise this Christmas. I got nothing to promote. I'm going to Japan and Vietnam if you're there. Come find me. Today's guest from Cash Cab, stand-up comedian, the guy I've known 15 years, Ben Bailey. This is... Uh, since my birthday. Uh, last Tuesday. You were like two. Oh, aren't you? You're in on Halloween. Oh, day before. Yo, Isla, baby, you cannot sit in here for this podcast. Here, talking to that mic real quick, Ben. Hello, hello, hello. Check, check, check. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, Isla. Nice man cave, dude. Yeah, thanks. You need a TV on the other wall, though. You only have two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was by the people that did man caves. Oh, was it? Yeah, so that's why there's two TVs. <laughs> I clearly would have never put two in myself. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, two big screens. Yeah, it's they uh, they put that one. That one has a map. It's for the show, down. for man caves, the show? Yeah. Oh, nice. Really cool. Okay. Isla, you need to go inside, baby. For real. Because we're going to talk about grown-up stuff. Come on. Do you want me to call mom? Do you want me to call mom? Oh, Jesus. You really have an eight-year-old? Yeah. Is that it? Just one? No, I have a son. There's three and a half. Are you serious? Yep. Get out. Are you, where are you living now? And Nolan. Uh, I live in Morristown, New Jersey. Hey, I. Come on. I'm not joking around. I'm calling mom. This is where the hammer comes down. It's going to be bad. I'd grab the Skittles now. It's, be grounded. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Do you want me to do this? Hey, would you get Isla out of here? The, we're doing trying to do a podcast and she's not leaving. No, yeah, Leanne, can you come help fa- facilitate this? Yeah. All right. Oh, here comes the hammer. So now here's the moment where you go, did... Mer- Bert marry a chick hotter than you expected or not as hot? <laughs> make no such judgments out loud. <laughs> I am so bad about stuff like that. Like I, I like when I go to people's house houses, I always Zillow and see how much they paid for them. Oh, do you really? Yeah, Leanne, this is Ben. Or the secret pictures of me that Bert has in the car. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice place you guys have here. Yeah, it's really nice. nice All right, Isla, I love Isla. you. I'm sorry I'm taking your daddy away for an That's, hour. Okay. I figure I'd leave the door open, and even though we'll hear airplane noises, just because it's a little cooler. This Burbank Airport right here. So, uh, it, dude... It's been. I feel like it's. I feel like it's been since I first left New York. Since I've seen you, I know I've seen you since. I can't I, remember. I'm trying to remember last time we saw each other. Where I feel it like was. It's been, I want to say it's been like 13 years. It's That's something it like that. Like. I saw you here in a place that you rented a little house way up in the hills. Yeah, like a Frank Lloyd Wright house or something. Yeah, some oh God. like crazy little little I, uh, Shangri-La kind of place up. Back when I thought money was just going to keep coming. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this, this was a cool house. It was a great house. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, it was that was a that was, that was a fun time. The so when were you living there? I think that's the last time I saw you. 
that's well, I had to be at least ten years ago because I had Georgia. It's probably been twelve, twelve years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It you was, have another you have two? Two. Georgia is the oldest. Nice. She's the perfect one who's <laughs> inside doing homework or something right. responsible. And then Isla's one out here. I told everyone, I go, oh, I'm doing a man cave or I'm doing a podcast, everyone in the house. And Georgia's like, sure thing, dad cleaned up. Cleaned up. Yeah, and went put in. out some combos. Right. Georgia's the. She put those out for us? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's so sweet. And that's Georgia. And then Isla just Next sat time, out make, here. tell her to make a note. I don't like combos. <laughs> 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 but it was uh, it was great because then you got like right after that, you got cash cab. Yeah, not too long after that. Yeah, you were on cash cab for like for eight, eight years. years. Yeah, eight years we did it. Holy shit! And it's been done for two, so that was ten years ago. And then yes, yeah, twelve years. Yeah, yeah, we did it for eight years. We did a little over four hundred shows. Are you serious? Yeah, well, still no, on. No. Like people don't know that it's not on. That it, you know, there's reruns are on enough that people don't know that it's over. They tried to spin it off into, like, Chicago, L.A. Well, they, the, the Chicago thing was, like, me getting into a contract renegotiation. Are we really? recording? Yeah, 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 we're recording. <laughs> Just making sure our levels are perfect. Um, and then they were like, well, we'll go do it in Chicago with somebody else, whatever. Are you serious? Yeah, and then they kind of backfired on them because it, you know, it didn't really... Well, it was, your, it was your person. I mean, like, you made the show. Thanks, dude. You, and they you, tried to make that girl... Do oh, exactly. They had a, they got a girl to host it in Chicago. I never saw. And they that. tried to make her. I never saw it either. But from what I understand, they tried to make her do exactly the same stuff that I did. Which, in her defense, isn't really fair. If you can let someone host a show, you got to let them. Bring, you got to let bring their own them. thing to yeah. it. Well, and you like, were distinctly do it just like Ben did it. <laughs> you know, you were distinctly yourself in that, and it was. Mm. It's fun when you see someone that you've known being them, right? And because you go, oh, that's not like uh, like I remember. Patrice, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment but to Patrice, but he did like some. That's okay. He did some web <laughs> web show like right. for VH1, and right. you could tell he hated it. So you could tell that he was being him on the show. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, he really hates this shit. So like he really this is really hates, Patrice yeah. right now. By yeah. the way, I've got to say this before I forget. Okay. Your roast of Patrice is maybe the best roast of that group of people that I've oh, ever thanks, heard, man. ever. Oh, oh, thanks, dude. Were you there for that? Or no, no. no. I, I, got, I got into like, I get into like downward spirals every now and then at airport bars and on Monday mornings. <laughs> and, and it was one of those ones where you just are like, was like, uh, he's just like, what the fuck am I doing in this business? Like, right. I don't really do spots in the city. I'm not doing spots. I'm just doing weekends. I'm not like, I, I feel like I started in this, I feel like I started in a very rich community of comedy, right. like a very rich talent pool. Right, and then right. you And then and then you get out on the road and you just end up on the road. And oh, you're, and you're out in the breeze, man. It's like, yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing tethering you. You're just like, wee. <laughs> and you don't, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, Group keeping you honest. Or yeah, there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just you. And the longer you're out there, the more adrift it feels. I like. I don't. I don't like it, dude. I don't. I go out and back. I don't like to stay out too long. Oh, I'm out fucking forever. And oh, really? You go for long times? How long do you go? You do go and do a tour or what? I do. I do. I do my. I do my travel channel show, and right. then I tour while I'm doing that. What's the, uh, forgive me? What's the travel channel show? Trip flip. I take people on Adventures of a Lifetime. So, oh wow, that sounds cool, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, mean, I remember Bert the Conqueror. I saw that a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't see. I didn't know about uh, Trip Flip. Nice. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? 
Uh, four years. Oh, it's fucking great, dude. Yeah, it's a great gig. I love it. It's a, I mean, it's a lot of fun. But you're traveling for every one of them. Traveling. I just got off the road for five weeks. Oh, wow. Five weeks straight. New Zealand, Fiji, Hawaii, Edmonton, Alabama, Utah, Arizona. Wow. And then doing dates in between. Big drop. You're like Hawaii, Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds cool. Have you you ever been to Edmonton? Edmonton? Have you ever been to Edmonton? To the biggest mall in the world. Oh, I fucking love that mall. Dude, there's a roller coaster, a golf course, a fucking ski slope. Like, that mall's crazy. Edmonton's an interesting place. Everyone's fucking rich there. Yeah, everybody's Everyone's got money, rich. and everybody goes to that mall. But back to my <laughs> point, else to so go. I'm sitting in. The, I, I can tell you what bar I was at. Okay, it right. was at the pit. Uh, I want to say it was. I, it was a Pittsburgh airport, right? And I'm at their. No, 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 it's not. It's a Philadelphia airport. I'm at their bar. Okay. I want to see Patrice had just recently died because I was watching right. Elephant in the Room, and oh, I was okay. crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh, I still and, haven't watched Elephant in the Room. Oh, it's I think so I'm kind of afraid to watch it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But. And so I get on to your roast. It is probably 27 minutes. <laughs> is I, I, it that long? It's, I want to I say that because at one point they're going, wrap it up. And I, go, and I look and I remember, it's amazing the small details of something. <laughs> but I remember looking at you were at 10 minutes and when they were going, wrap it up. Right. And I was like. And I was like, fuck you. I'm and not I, and you're done. Like, fuck you. I got 30 more minutes. And I was like. <laughs> I remember being, I remember the, the crowd. This is how distinct I remember this moment. The crowd started cheering because. You were like, I got more. And they're like, keep on going. Yeah. And oh, I, remember going, I don't remember that. I remember being in my head, watch, listening to it going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you hadn't even gotten to Voss yet. And fucking Voss is the best joke on that whole thing is you look like a jockey who stole his horse's teeth. <laughs> I forgot. Jim, I, I remember, I, I just remember, I remember the jokes I remember out of it were, it's, ama- it's so amazing. Like, I don't know. I feel like I have a heightened sense of reality when I get into these little like, little funks a heightened sense of like importance but like right i remember the jokes i I I like you mean by that i remember one one joke for everyone patrice the joke i like from patrice was uh you i saw but the punchline was you should have been called really fat albert (laughs) and jimmy was you look like a turtle who lost his shell (laughs) swam out of his shell and washed up on the beach dead (laughs) uh, they were pretty rough uh uh keith Keith Robinson Keith, was. I remember. Uh, you took Kevin Hart on, under your wing, and then he stole your wing and flew to LA. <laughs> he ripped it off and flew away with it. And uh, then uh, Keith I, was like, "Ah, why, Ben? Why?" <laughs> and then someone started because in my head I was like, "I was like, motherfucker, why isn't Ben doing roasts?" It was, right. It yeah, was yeah. easily. One of my favorite roasts I've heard of ever, and it's you gotta be—it's a little inside baseball. Like you gotta know those guys. You gotta know those dudes, yeah. And you gotta know that scene. I feel so blessed to have started there because mm. me too, dude. When when that group, yeah, like you travel around now, and guys know us. They know the guys that are in that group. I heard they know about it. You know, I heard like two oh, comics talking dude, about uh, DC Benny the other day. Oh no way! And I was like, and I I was like, how do you know DC? Because in my head, I'm like. Hey, someone told me DC. They were out here. This was no, no. This was on the road. This was on the road somewhere. It was in Edmonton. It oh, had to shit. be recent. I, I, I was just in Edmonton, so I'm thinking it's there. But they were talking about DC Benny, and they were like, and I forget where this was, but they were like, I guess he stopped doing comedy for a while. He's. I don't know if he ever totally stopped, but he yeah. like started doing other shit, and he was still doing stand up. Yeah, he's still. I mean, as far as I know, he's still doing it. He's doing not it. as much. He's also selling real estate. He's. He was on Last Comic Standing though. 
And then he was on Last Comic very recently and did well. Yeah. That's why they were bring, talking about it. Right, him. right. And I was like, how the fuck do you know? And I mean, I remember that was a group. It was a group of comics. I, rem- I remember. I rem- And this is going to sound like, like I had some insight. I remember the day you hit your stride on stage for like like full gallop. Oh, yeah. Like when you, I remember this. I don't know if you're going to go, ah, that really wasn't it. It was when you <laughs> pulled up a stool. And you would take you. Took, I remember you just slowing everything the fuck down oh, and yeah. destroying. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I don't know. Like for me, it's it's been a little bit weird. Like I kind of remember that joke I did about. I had a bit about filling out a job application. You put your name in the wrong box, and oh, then yeah. I, I have to tell the guy that I live on Ben Bailey Boulevard because I wrote <laughs> my name in the wrong spot. Yeah, that bit for me changed the whole way that I did stand up. It it dictated this whole new sort of cadence and timing and rhythm. And, I mean, maybe not just that joke, but that's around the time that it kind of came together. And that's when stuff slowed down for me and took off for me as far as performance. And then now it's all changed again because Cash Cab came along. And where I used to do this, like, uh, like I'd come out that bit. I'd come out and say, so the rule is if you screw up just one, two. I had this whole very deliberate delivery and style yeah i come out and do that for cash cab fans and they would be like why the fuck is he talking like that they didn't get it it didn't work it didn't have the same impact that it did to people who didn't know me and just went oh this guy's got a a unique style yeah so now it's totally fucking different again but i think that that's what you're talking about yeah i remember when it sort of clicked that that delivery and that style sort of clicked for me yeah yeah it was it was fascinating to watch and then and then you'd take that you could take that and then do crowd work with it i remember your crowd work was destructive your crowd work (laughs) dc's crowd work it's amazing the glimpses i remember of those times is like i remember you and dc hanging out the bar every night at the baggage oh i was gonna say dude we were also doing some fucking heavy drinking (laughs) we were like the comedy for us not not for everyone in that group some of the guys had already gone too far and quit yeah but I mean, the comedy was an appetizer, you know. And then we were like, "Let's booze and laugh and and drink all fucking night." You and know? you lived like two streets away. <laughs> I lived two blocks. I lived two blocks away. Yeah, that's right. I mean, me and you were like, consistently <laughs> the last ones leaving because we were yeah, like, we yeah. went to DC had to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, like I don't have to go anywhere, dude. <laughs> me and you and DC was hanging out in Corey Alley. Tony, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Woods. Woods. Tony Woods would play the same songs on a fucking jukebox every night. I was listening. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Nothing compares to you, and <laughs> Imagine by the Beatles and uh, Mississippi Blackwater. <laughs> he played those same three songs every fucking night, he, and it was great. I had no complaints. <laughs> you I, know, like, I could have lived like fun. that forever. Yeah, I yeah. actually didn't know at that time. I didn't know that people got on TV. Like I genuinely it just thought didn't occur to you. I thought that was it. Right. I remember. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna. Be doing stand up in these clubs forever. Yeah, because I thought I yeah, figured yeah. I figured Attell was making it. Right, like you get a writing job or something, or you get like I just remember seeing everyone and like seemed like everyone makes was making a living. Yeah, like, I didn't know I didn't know Attell did the road at all. I didn't know anyone did the fucking road. I didn't know the road existed. I thought Sinbad did the road. That was, right, uh, that was another just great Sinbad. Yeah, I was like that's who does the road. Sinbad, Paula Poundstone, and I was like, and <laughs> right, we're right. club comics. Right, yeah, we're club comics. So we just do these shows in New York. For twenty bucks, for twenty bucks, <laughs> and then and then and then just and then everyone's everyone. I remember I moved to I moved to L.A. and I remember coming back and it was like I was it just everything seemed like everything changed like nothing. Mm. Like I remember coming back and being like I don't feel like this is 
Like I didn't couldn't find anybody. There yeah. was like nine kids barking at the at the Dude, Boston Comedy Club. That's how it is, right? I totally relate, man. Cash Cab came along and I got so busy. Yeah. And then I started being able to sell tickets on the road. So then when I wasn't shooting the show, I was on the road doing shows, which is kind of sounds like where you are now. Yeah. And then I can't like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to town and hang out with all the all the gang, you know? And then you go back and they're not fucking there anymore. Yeah. And you're like, what? What happened? <laughs> Where did my friends go? You know, they're all where they're all doing the same thing. Most of them are out working, you know? Yeah. And the ones who are still there are like, fuck you. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm still here, you know? Some nights it's good, though. Some nights, I'll, like, I'll pick a weekend randomly. Okay, I'm going to be home this weekend. I'll go and do some spots at the cellar. And it's great. It's like old times, you know? Yeah. There's a couple of new younger guys around, but, you know, if like Keith's around or Jimmy Norton will be there. Whoever, you know, a few, a few, a handful of guys from the old gang, and it still feels, you know, yeah. still feels great. It, it really does. What, what did, uh, did you go to Patrice's funeral? Yeah. I was fucking, I couldn't. I was, I was, we went to, me, you, Patrice, and Rich, collectively, theoretically, Rich Voss, went to Scotland together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We sure did, didn't we? Yeah. We played <laughs> golf together. Yeah, we did in Gullen. We played golf and we were like, we'll get a snack at the turn. Yeah. No fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do they play 18 holes in a row here? When do we get back to the fucking castle? <laughs> we, we went in and we walked. And we rented clubs and they were the shittiest fucking clubs. Oh, dude, I forgot about William that. Wallace played with these clubs and fucking. I'm I'll never for, I think we shared a set because we had we had a good set between we the did two of share us. A set. We we both got a set. We used one the set best really... clubs of the two sets. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think I Voss... never would have remembered that, Bert. I yeah. never would have remembered that. I remember that. That was the... and you brought you had some girl with you. Uh, yeah, I wrote some, about it in my book. Some crazy chick that came and was she like, she had cerebral palsy. She went to see. Oh, I just thought she was crazy. No, she had cerebral palsy, and uh, I didn't know that because I had drank. Uh, so much on our first couple dates, I didn't recognize it. And then I started dating her, and then I found out she had cerebral palsy. And then Patrice found that out, that that, and he thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Patrice and her hated each other. Oh, no way. Oh, hated a, each what other. What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but we fucking... I thought she was cool, but kooky. She was kooky as fuck. Like she was like, I'm going to go find a castle and went hiking in the fucking woods. Without a map, and nobody had cell phones and fucking GPS back then. Yeah. And she was just gone for hours. You remember? We were done golfing, and she wasn't back yet. Oh, and we were yeah. sitting at the clubhouse eating and going, where the fuck is this girl, man? Holy she went shit. wandering in the woods like six and a half hours ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why I'm saying she's, she was kind of nutty. She was really fucking Because she nutty. went out roaming around in the middle of fucking in the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> Holy shit. And we were like, shit. she's not coming back, dude. But so, she came back. She had all fucking burrs in her, uh, <laughs> in her in her clothes, and she was a mess. But she was like, "I found it! I found the ruin of this castle." And we were like, we "We're like, thank God you're alive." I fucking remember that was that. a I crazy think, trip, dude. We got. I think we started drinking after golf, me and you. Yeah, and eating. I remember. I remember we had Snickers. We had Snickers. Yeah, because I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know how it came up, but me, I, we were eating a Snickers, and we were like, "These are really good." It's probably I, I'm I've consistently said this my entire life every time I've eaten a Snickers since. But I think you might have said it at the table. Can you imagine being there when they first created Snickers? <laughs> and we, I was like, 
this is these are fucking amazing. Can you imagine being at that meeting going, this is really good. I just had chocolate it's so up until then. Fucking good. This is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. That makes me think of Coriolis bit about uh who I haven't fucking seen that guy in in so long. I don't know what's going on with him. He's such oh, a funny fucking dude. I toured with him. Oh, did you really? For Jameson. Oh, oh my God. Dude. I, are you guys, are, and you're both still alive? Congratulations. I, I, uh, I mean, I, I'm, look, this story's make-believe if, I, if anyone wants, wants to believe it's make-believe. Whatever. I don't, I'm so weird about telling people stories about dude. people, but there was a night on that tour. It was the last time I ever ate mushrooms. <laughs> and, I, and I only remember that because there were, we sat out with this black and white camera all night by a fire doing these trippy pictures, and it's on my Facebook. And I saw oh, it the other no, night. It's and still went, there? Yeah, and I went, oh, shit. That was like I just had kids, and I didn't know you couldn't do hallucinogens <laughs> while you had children. <laughs> because it, it would fucking spiral you out of control and go, oh, these kids depend on this brain to wake up in the morning. And, oh, it was such a bad fucking night. But it was fun. We had a but fucking blast. Fun. Dude, Corey, I just remember you had a bit about ice cream. He's like, you ever think about ice cream like that? The first guy who invented ice cream, he must have taken a bite and gone, oh, holy shit. And <laughs> called his best friend and like brought him over and out in the back. He's like, dude, taste this. <laughs> and his friend takes a bite and goes, who else knows about this? <laughs> I fucking love that guy, man. He used to do a I'd bit. I'd love to see him again, man. He used to do a bit. I was, because I was... To put in perspective, I worked the door while all you guys were regulars. Right. Yeah, like, well, you guys you showed were... up later. We had already been there a while. Yeah. You, when did you start? 93. But I started out here in the belly room at the comedy store in Dude. 93. <gasps> oh, my God. One of my favorite <laughs> Ben Bailey stories. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story, and, and then you just correct me upon how accurate it because I've told other people this story. Okay. I've told other people this story. All right. All right. You're working in the comedy store. Louis Anderson shows up. <laughs> Do you know the story already? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> I told it on the Urban Myth, and there's actually a better ending since then because Louis has now heard me having told the story. I don't know who I told this story to, but well, I... It's a long story, dude. Just tell it. Just tell it. I'll tell a quick version Tell a quick it. version. I'm a young... Uh, well, okay. First, you go, we have to preface the whole thing. I'm like 18. It's Father's Day. My mother wakes me up. Gets me out of bed. It's because it's Father's Day. Go get your father a gift. <clears throat> Sends me to the mall. I go, I'm roaming around the mall looking for a gift for my I dad. I told this story wrong. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> so I go to the mall. I'm looking for a gift for my dad. I see a big display in the bookstore. <laughs> it's Father's Day. It's a big display. It says, Dear Dad, Letters to My Father. Louis, a book by Louis Anderson. <laughs> I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll get this for my dad. <laughs> I don't read on anything about it. I don't I have no idea what it's about. Just that it's like, you know, here's a nice Father's Day book. Yeah. So I buy it for my dad. I give it to him. I never hear anything about it. Maybe a year goes by or something. I'm like, you ever read that book? And he's like, yeah, I started it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what'd you think of it? He's like, I didn't really know what to think. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I still don't know anything about it. I haven't really paid attention to it. Yeah. But so then like... Flash forward several years, I'm in, I'm out here in L.A., and I'm just starting to do stand-up, and I'm hanging at the service bar at the store, and in comes Louie, and I'm excited, like, he's a big-time fucking comedian, a hilarious, great comic, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Louie Anderson, and we start, I, he starts talking to me, we start talking to each other, and then slowly I realize that I'm interested in Louie because he's this great comedian, but maybe he's interested in me for some other reason, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
and I can't remember exactly what happened, but it, at some point it kind of became apparent that Louie's kind of hitting on me. Yeah. And I realized that I've been so excited about sitting there talking with Louis fucking Anderson that I'm like leading the guy on and don't really realize it. So I go, <laughs> I go, I say to him, I'm sorry, I, you know, I maybe have given you the wrong idea. I didn't realize you were gay. And he, and he says, he goes, haven't you read my book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go, dude. I gotta go call my dad. I gotta go call my dad <laughs> right now. I bought him your fucking book for Father's Day. <laughs> you read my book <laughs> like eight years ago. So I think the. the <laughs> And then it gets even funnier because that's, that book is not the book that he's talking about. The book that he's talking about is his newer book that he's released since that book. Yeah. In which he comes out and says that he's gay. In the previous book, which is the one that I bought for my dad, it's all about how his father was like, you know, an abusive dad. He was like a, just really a, just a horrible father. That's what I bought my dad for Father's Day. So... So, oh. so I told this story on oh. uh, on Urban Myth. Oh. Remember we used to do the storytelling night? Oh. <laughs> I fucked that story up so bad. <laughs> I'm curious about yours. Oh. But so wait, dude. So I told that story on Urban Myth, and we recorded it. And like you can watch it on, on Amazon or whatever. You can get it. I have more people calling me going, oh, that Louis Anderson story is fucking hilarious. And I'm always like, you know what, I've... I was a little drunk that night. I don't. I don't remember exactly all the details. I hope I haven't fucking pissed Louis off or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, and that's just in my head, you know. So then I'm in Montreal, like a year after I've told the story, or six months later, and I, and I see Louis sitting there in the lobby of the hotel, and I'm like, oh, there's Louis Anderson. Maybe I should go and uh, I should go say hello and you know whatever. So, <laughs> so I go over, I go over to him and I go, hey, Louis. I'm Ben Bailey. Do you remember me? And he goes, oh, I remember you. You're a great kisser. (laughs) (laughs) You just made a great story ten times better. I have a great fucking ending for it. I needed a tag. Thanks, Louie. (laughs) Thanks, Louie. But he was a good sport. You know, he's funny. Yeah. And then he rode in the cash cab. We did did some Vegas celebrity episodes. Oh, really? And Louie rode in the cab and was like, he's so nice, man. He's, he's like, guy. he made sure he's like said to the camera, you guys, you need to understand what a great comedian Ben is. He's not just this guy who does the show. You know, I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Like, he's such a cool dude. It's great. Such when, a nice guy. You know, he's he was he was really sweet to me when I first started. I uh, not first started, but like uh, I got to a place in L.A. where I had got I'd done some TV, but I was kind of sad to start over. Like, I literally right. had to start from scratch. And not that I had to start over. I probably started where I deserved to start. But, like, you got you do some TV and you believe in your head. I remember when Scolaro came out, I was like, don't ever fucking get away from stand-up. Stop, don't stop going to the clubs. I really fucked that up. Like You did? You stopped going to clubs? I stopped going to clubs entirely. I, I literally got on TV and then didn't do stand-up for, like, a year and a half. Oh, it's a long time, dude. A really long time. And then... I was like, I was like, shit, I, I need to get back. I mean, I'd done like, I'd do like showcases and shit, but I wasn't doing like, I wasn't working. Right. You got to stay in the clubs. I did something similar, not to cut you off, but I did something similar, just so you know, like when Cash, one year we did 120 episodes of Cash Cab in a single year. 
and I didn't do any stand-up for eight months of that year at all. And I regret it the same way that you're, you know. Yeah. I'm okay now because I feel good about my new set and everything, but it's hard, man. It's yeah. fucking hard. You can't just stop. You got you to keep going. That's the only reason, the only thing the road's good for with me is that I write on the road. Like, I write yeah. on the road. Yeah. I don't write in L.A. I, I write on the road, too. Like, if I do sets in L.A., I do something with, like, uh, like if we're doing so- if a group of guys that I know are doing something out of the ice house and they just call me up and they're like, you want to do a set? Um, sometimes I'll do shit, but, like, for the most part, I just, I, I'm on the road. I'm on the road so fucking much. I feel like I'm depriving my family of a father and a husband. Well, that's not good, Bert. So, I, so yeah, so, like, like tonight... You should do. You should find a place to do regular sets here and like. But you're on the road mostly for your show, not for doing stand up. I'm on the road. I'm on both. I'm on both. I do. Like I'm because I make half my money doing the TV show and, and then half my money doing the road. Right. And the roads. The roads really weird. I've been doing it so long. I've been on the road for solid for t- probably solid for ten years. Solid like wow. like at least like how many dates? How many weekends? At or whatever. least every year, at least thirty five dates a week a year. Whoa. Probably forty five on a lot of year on a lot of years, but like I do. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's so much road work. Yeah, how the fuck are you doing that? Uh, I can't do that much. You just you know it's, I it's go kinda, every other week. It's and in between. LA vibe. Yeah, I mean like we well, can't make any money in L A. doing no, stand up. Any money? And I did a show at the Improv the other night. They gave me twelve bucks. Yep. <laughs> it's like what's this? And you get drinks. There's a get change drinks. for my. <laughs> if Eddie's bartending, you'll get drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's. I it. mean, they're nice. I love that place. Yeah, but I was oh, like, I love this, the, this I love guy's get is twelve bucks. Wow. Um, Fuck. How how can my first thought is like, how do these guys that are living out here? How do they? You can't obviously cannot make a living just doing spots in LA. It's a showcase city. You hope you get put on a sitcom, right? Yeah, that's of course. It. And but then, what percentage of guys get that? I mean, like, you're gonna have to have another job. It's a different. It's a very different. You know, it's so different. I was thinking about this in the shower, oddly enough. But, like, I was in the shower and I was thinking when we started, it was, uh, it was hopefully get – this is the way I thought it was. It was Honestly, I didn't know bigger than this world. Either get Jason Steinberg or Barry Katz to manage you. Right. And then hopefully get on – get, like, a commercial. So I remember Jim Gaffin and Judy had gotten, like, commercials. And it was, like, big deals. Yeah. Or, or, like, Can You Make Me Laugh was, like, a big deal. Like, oh, right. Make me laugh. laugh. Yeah. Hosted by Mark Cohen. And I remember Mark Cohen came into the... Not to shit on Mark Cohen, because I've partied with him since. He's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> but I remember him too. coming to the Boston one time and doing like a doing like a set, like but like a right. road set, right. and it did not translate. Oh, wow. And it was just all fucking... Dude, it's so different. Like, I just recorded a new special a few weeks ago, about a month ago. <clears throat> and I was like, I almost did two different sets and released two different specials at the same time called On the Road and In the City because the shit that I've written on the road over the last two years and the shit that I've written in the city over the last two years are so different. Yeah. They're so fucking different. Well, New York is such a different place. It's the cutting edge, I think. Yeah. I know it sounds cheesy, but I really think that that's the cutting edge of comedy. And and if you're not working there often, you're not going to be right on that. You're going to... You're going to be somewhere else. I'm two dribbles behind when I go there these days. Yeah, like I go to I go to Gotham, right? And Gotham's a more of a like a Gotham's a little bit of a road club. Yeah, it's kind of a road club in the city at this point. Yeah, and but you still have you still have the energy that permeates the way people do stand up, and that is very in the moment, very live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, no one, no one comes up with someone will you you will see in the city you see people come up with prepared material they're working on, 
But no right. one comes up like, uh, well, uh, I know what you're thinking. I Right. You know? I know what you're thinking, and the answer is Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's a tell. That used to be a tell's opener years ago. Ladies, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, and the answer is Capricorn. He was. <laughs> Who was your favorite guy working in the city when you first started? Dave. A tell, absolutely. Really? Yeah. He's the... He was the man. I watched a bunch of guys the first time I went in, and I was like, uh, I don't know about these dudes. And I didn't remember who they were, but then Intel came on, and I was like... So wait, you started out in L.A. and then came out I here? I started out here in the belly room. I did. I, I was here for maybe a month and a half while I was doing stand-up. I lived here for a while before that. Did it for about a month and a half, and then everybody was like, if you really want to be a comedian, New York is the place to be. And you were from Jersey, And right? I was from Jersey, so I was like, all right, I'm going to move back, and I lived in my parents' basement and did stand up, you know, drove back and forth and did stand up in New York. And the first time I saw a tell, I was like, holy shit, I got a lot of work to do. Like, if I want to be the comedian that I want to be, which is, you know, someone on that level, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. You know, I, I got, I, um, I was, you know, awed by him. <clears throat> now, now I don't have any time for him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 now he's fucking old news. Yeah, I mean, quite no, honestly, <laughs> I'm writing circles around the guy. <laughs> it's funny, we were talking about that, like that same question on the radio. I can't remember if it was that serious. Maybe he's on Brewer's show or something. And guys were talking about who was your guy, like when you came and you watched a guy and you were like, holy shit. Yeah. For me, it was Dave, for sure. And somebody else said it was Louis, not Anderson, but Louis C.K. Yeah. And I said, oh, I didn't. I, not, I don't have that for Louis. I Me either. And then thought that people thought that they misinterpreted what I was saying which was they thought I was saying oh well I didn't I never thought Louis was that great that's not what I was saying I think Louis's a great comedian uh I just I just didn't see him in the clubs he was I don't, he never I don't remember seeing him in the clubs in New York so like you know that was it for me with him cuz a couple of guys were like for me it was Louis like I love Louis Louis you know he's he's the best and yeah and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't I, remember Louis, seeing him in the clubs that much. And his act was very different at the time. I remember seeing him in the clubs. One of my fa- he has he had one of my favorite jokes was uh, you ever go to a <clears throat> you ever go to a late night diner and you order just something and they order like crazy that what they say to the the guy at the cook is not what oh what it's not what you ordered. said to him yeah and he's like <laughs> he's like I can order diner talks I worked in the diner for a long time so he'd say order something can you order I'm a, by the way I'm fucking ruining Louis's joke but he's like order something. <laughs> And so the lady, like, why? Well, I'll do it to you. This is what he did. He goes, so order something. Uh, Can I get me, your order? Yeah, let me get a cheeseburger, fries, and a chocolate milkshake. Cheeseburger, fries, chocolate milkshake. Okay, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, all right, all right. Cheeseburger, fries. Sorry. I need two monkeys riding sidecar <laughs> with flapjacks. I want you to smack them down, give them AIDS, and put some. And then and he goes to this big, long tirade. And then he goes, and then I need a cheeseburger, fries, and a milkshake. <laughs> and, and oh, that's it was, fucking great, dude. Yeah, and, See, I never heard I don't know that bit. I never heard it. I, saw, I only saw him once. I only saw him once. He came into, and I, I only knew him. Because uh, of Dimitri Martin was obsessed with him. Oh, was he? Dimitri yeah. was. And so, and Dimitri and I started roughly on the same night. And so, oh, Dimitri, did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Boston Comedy Club, David J's. I was probably there. Oh no, it was David J's. David J. I wasn't Jay, there. David J had that open mic. Remember that? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like a big showrunner now. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a big showrunner. He runs. Uh, he had a show so on he's NBC. Like the nicest dude. He's just like the he was nicest. so nice that I was like, dude, I'm a little worried about you. The nicest being guy. in this world. Cut being as nice throat as throat businessman. Is he really? Cut <laughs> throat 
businessman. I mean, oh, fucking hilarious. He was. I was worried about him. Now he's like show business mogul. He's just firing people from his fucking lounge chair. I'm. I would like to venture to say he was the first guy I knew that ever had a website. He had a. He paid oh, paid Dane Cook money for a website, and he was making four hundred thousand dollars a year running an open mic in the city, doing colleges on the weekends. And it was like he did. He still to this day, showrunner still does fucking colleges. He still does college shows for like ten grand a pop. Wow! Like he's he's he was a he was a he Guy's we a did we businessman. I, I did a pilot. My first, my only pilot. I booked a pilot at CBS. I got a deal at CBS like right after. When we were all in Scotland, I got a deal at CBS. I go out to L.A., I get a TV show, I get a deal, and the D- David J. gets a deal at CBS, and Gary Goldman gets a deal at CBS. The three of us have a deal. <clears throat> three what, separate deals. Three separate deals. This is this is the way David J. is. By the way, D- DJ, if you're listening to this, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm shitting on you. I'm complimenting you, but I'm telling it. In I a, was shitting on you, David, if you're listening. I was <clears throat> shitting on you, Bert was not. I write a pilot about myself. Right. Gary Goldman writes a pilot about himself. David J. writes a pilot where I'm his best friend. And he figures, whose pilot are they going to make? The one where I got Bert in it and me, or Bert, where he's by himself. <laughs> of course they make David J.'s. They plug me into David J. And I will say this for David J. They did not want me in that pilot. And DJ fought to get me in that pilot. He genuinely oh, funny, dude. fought to get he's me in that pilot. He's a smart dude. It's a smart and then, guy. And but why ha- didn't they want you in it? They, had a, uh, they have a deal with you. Why don't they want you in their fucking pilot? They wanted a better actor working alongside him, I think. I think that was the... But, but this that's is weird. the other thing DJ did. Those are, that's like the kind of thing that just makes you go like, what? And then he goes in... He goes, what's that? I have to blow my nose, so I'm holding my mic with my knees. <laughs> he then goes... Are we being videotaped as well? I, I have a GoPro going, yeah. GoPro Black Hero. Um, and so uh, he then gets into the pilot process and realizes he doesn't like acting. So what does he do? He immerses himself in the writing side of this deal and gets into the room... Brings in top-notch writers into the room, gives them whatever they want, and then plugs himself into Whoopi the very next year. Like, he just was the smartest fucking dude in the way he looked at this business. I wish I'd had his insight. Like, he said to me, he goes, Bert, would you like to be in the writer's rooms? Would you like to be in all these things? And I just was like, I was so fucking short-sighted as a young comic. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be fucking famous in like three years. And I just was like, yeah, good luck. Good luck with the whole writing thing. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like fucking struggling to get a general meeting with David J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're calling him now. Yeah, hey DJ, dude, could I uh, could I come by him? But yeah, he was Got an some ideas guy. I want to throw at you. But yeah, you've d- done well for yourself, Bert. Give yeah. yourself a little credit. I'm happy. I'm very happy. And you guys had different goals. I did. I, I mean, if I he, if he's willing to do that sort of stuff, and he decided he didn't want to act, and then he's a very smart guy for going about it that way. But I don't think that reflects poorly on you. You guys just had different things that you wanted to do. I think you I think wanted to get drunk, and he wanted to make money. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to tell me no, <laughs> and he was comfortable with notes. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I look at an intervention as notes. <laughs> Are these notes? Are we getting notes? <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Um, I was joking, but but no, change getting drunk to being a comedian. It's, and then it's true, and you know what he wanted was something different. His goals were different. Are, are we were the Howard Rourke's? I'm not. I'm not calling David J. Peter Keating, but we were the Howard Rourke's and the Fountainhead. We were the. I would say that uh, me, you, DC, 
I would argue Judah, there are a bunch of guys that liked being stand-ups in the city yeah, yeah. and liked the lifestyle and liked coming into the club and and seeing other comics and hanging out with other comics and like and finding a room like the storytelling room. Uh, that was a very pivotal point in my entire career because DC, yeah. DC and I started that together. Did you know that? I thought DC and I started that together. DC and I, <laughs> DC and I, I, sw- I got to get, I wish, I wish we could call DC. DC wanted to do the room first. It was his idea initially. It was his idea, yeah. And then he said, I need help bringing people. Can you, do you want to help me with the room and we'll bring, right, you can bring right. some people. And I had a bunch of like young girls that I'd gone to college with. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So he's like, yeah, you get whatever spot you want. And then I did like, I want to say I only did like, t- I only did two shows, three shows. Right. Three of those stories were on my hour special. Oh, the no three way. Three stories I told, taking acid and going to Disneyland, right. uh, fighting a black dude, and, right. and, uh, and um, fuck, I forget the other one, uh, fighting a black dude. And I remember DC, DC's wife was black. Yeah. And she he came still up, is. She's still, really? Yeah. yeah. Completely. She, but he came up to me as far and as was I know. like, that's a great story. And he mm. told me, he's like, you got to tell that on stage. Oh, he's so always a great storyteller. Bert. It was a great, it was a great, that was a great fucking room. Urban Myth was one of my favorite things we ever did. I only did like three shows and then, oh, we and then I moved to, I think I moved to LA. And you moved. Okay. So that's why I didn't realize that. Yeah. I moved to LA and I, but I did, I think we did it every Tuesday it night. We did it for years. <clears throat> and then we eventually taped it two different times. I mean, that was such a great idea and a great, oh. I mean, but no, you know, network people are like, uh, you know, what's what's it like? What's another show that it's like? I'm like, it's not like another show. It's this fucking show with great comedians telling great stories, and that's it. You don't need a better pitch. What the fuck? Why do you need? It doesn't need a hook. Yeah, every story it, it, it is great within itself. It doesn't need anything else. Yeah, you know. I remember. I want to say I remember Patrice telling the story about Tony, cool Tony. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the guy that he would look up to and how he treated women. And Patrice felt like if he did what Tony did, then he could get women. Right. It was such right. a vulnerable story. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember going, like, I remember, but it was so Patrice because he was like, Tony would just go up and smack him on the back of the neck. And they'd be like, oh, Tony. Yeah. So like, oh, right, fuck. I remember that. I yeah, I remember smack that. a bitch. <laughs> so he go up and he goes, I just, man, I got those big ass gorilla just whap. <laughs> <laughs> It was the fuck. I remember. But then I remember Dave Chappelle going in that room. Yeah, Chappelle came in. But he could. The the one time I remember, and this must have been the first three times that ever was there, he couldn't not do material. See, there's a few guys that had a problem with that. Yeah. Dave came in and and did material. And it was like, dude, that's not what this show is. Uh, Tony Woods had a hard time just telling a story and not doing material. But for Tony, like his his bits are stories, kind of anyway. But yeah, that was, I mean, some guys had a tough time with that. Dimitri Martin came in and was like, he goes, uh, he got up there and he goes, I'm sorry, this is awkward for me because I don't really like to talk about myself. <laughs> and then he and then he talked for like 34 minutes. I'm like, poor guy doesn't like to talk about himself. He <laughs> just talked me right out of my next fucking show. Like. <laughs> What did he talk about? I hear some story about how he went to Paris and met Woody Allen, and he was supposed to supposed to do a movie with Woody Allen, and he he like had toilet paper hanging out of his pants or some shit like that. I can't remember. Really? Yeah. It went on and on and on, and the whole time he was like, "Oh, I don't. I don't I'm not enjoying this." But here's another twelve minutes. 
Jesus. But it was a good story. I just thought it was funny that he prefaced his whole long story with how he doesn't like to talk about himself. I don't normally like talking about myself. Yeah, but now I'm going to make an exception now, so buckle so in. What are you doing out in L.A.? Just hanging out? Uh, I came out to play in a golf tournament that I played in today, a charity golf tournament. I came out to meet my girl who's flying back from Australia. Shut up. Yes, she's on a plane from Australia right now, and she'll be here in the morning. She's been home visiting family and friends for the last month, nearly a month. Really? Yeah. So we planned this trip around it. Like, I'm going to do a bunch of spots, have a couple of meetings, and, uh, you know, just hang out. That's fucking awesome. It's good, dude. I'm so, I, I can't wait. She's coming back in the morning. I haven't seen her in so long. It's killing me. What, uh, what's the deal with, uh, what's, what, I don't like, I always look like, what, what do you want to do next? Um, well. Because you, you had the NBC <clears throat> game show. Right ahead, who's still standing? That's yep. a while ago now. Uh, I remember when that came out. That I couldn't have been that two years ago. No, it's more. It's maybe f- three. It's probably really? th- yeah, it's probably three years ago. Okay. Now. You had that. I was you still had... in on Cash Cab then. Really? Yeah. So it's three. Just it was so funny, dude. Money. Like NBC was like, "We want you to host this show." Who's still standing? And I was like, "Okay, cool. We just have to clear it with Discovery because I'm already in." You know. Discovery was called up and said, all right, you, we're going to let you host that show for NBC, but there's one condition. And I was like, oh, no, here it comes. And they are like, you have to also host another show for us. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Shit, are you going to pay me for that, too? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> you guys, you're really sticking it to me. But so I had three shows going on there for a little bit, which was awesome. I did the show Best in the Business for Discovery, but it, we only did four episodes. Who's Still Standing? We did a whole season. We did 10 of them. And it was good. It rated well. It actually won the night a couple times, but it just didn't. they just didn't make more of them. You know? Game shows are interesting because they've got to – even the ones that catch fire, it's a weird like – like you, it's got to be like a phenomenon to stick around. Yeah, yeah. They want something that they're gonna. The network's gonna say make. We're gonna make a hundred of these in the next six weeks. You know what? I have no and they idea. kept saying that we're gonna make a hundred of these in, in in the next two months. And I was like, <laughs> he, he's gonna put me in the ground. I can't make a hundred episodes of this in in a fucking month. Are you guys crazy? Oh, why would we need to do that? It, it airs once a week. <laughs> would you would you host another game show? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I'd love to host a game show. That would be so much fucking fun, dude. It's fun. You're good. You're good at that. I'm really bad at like, Thanks, uh, dude. I mean, it depends on what it is. It's, it's different. Who's still standing was tough because they didn't know, they didn't have the whole game worked out, and we're already like we're starting to shoot, and the game is not fucking figured out. The rules and things are like changing up to really? the last minute, and they've kind of screwed up because they've got all the contestants. I was surrounded by ten contestants. I'm in the middle. Everybody's on a trap door. Yeah. There's one contestant in the middle with me. All the contestants are on a wide shot. Their camera's on the other side of the fucking stage, which means pretty much wherever I'm standing, I'm in somebody's line. Yeah. So it's a it's a little bit of a logistical nightmare, and it doesn't really come out until we're shooting. And so I I like almost have nowhere that I can be on the stage. So we we have to stop down, and I go through, and we map out, and I put little marks, and like so that's the kind of shit we're doing up to the last minute, which is not really anyone's fault. It's just kind of the system. Like when they get the green light, all right, we're going to go ahead, we're going to make the show. This is when we need it by. Get the soundstage, get get this, you know, and then it's like time to shoot, and you're still working out last minute shit, you know. So yeah, that show I think could have been a, a great show. 
I thought it was so fun, and and everybody that I talked to about it said, "Oh, it's, it was so, it was such a fun show." We, you know, we wished it had come back again and whatever. But I don't know. So much has to go right. So much has to be perfect. It's for insane. Them to go, Let's keep making this. You know, it really so, is insane to think. I mean, think about like all the. I mean, you you were there when Cash Cab caught fire. Mm, like yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Not a lot of talent in this business ever get to know that feeling of. I think this show's working. Yeah. I remember, dude, it was weird. It was like we did one season and then we waited. It took eight months before they re-upped. Eight or nine months. Really? Yeah. That's and a really like, long time. Really long time. We finished in uh, like September of 2005, I think. And then it aired through December. And then like it was the it was like July before they said or something like that. Yeah. Hey, we want to do it again. And... Somewhere in there, somewhere like when we were shooting season two and they were re-airing season one, somewhere in there, people just all of a sudden knew. And it was like going from nobody. In between season one and season two? When they were re-airing season one again while we were shooting season two, it just, somewhere in there, it just, it just became something that people knew yeah. about. And all of a sudden, everybody knew me on the street and it was like... It was fucking weird, you know. It was awesome, but it's it's a little off putting. Yeah, it's a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? And are you living in the city at this time? Still? Yeah, we're still living in New York. And and I told my wife at the time, my ex now, I said, people are starting to recognize me. This is kind of weird and crazy. And she was like, ah, oh, they're not. You're, you know, she thought I was. Oh, well, she was crazy. French, right? Yeah, yeah. She was. Ah, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I go, no, no, really, you'll see, you'll see when we go out. And she was like, yeah, whatever. We went out and we sat outside and we were eating dinner and people just going by constantly. Hey, 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 hey. You know, and she was like, oh my God. I was like, I know this is, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. So it definitely, you know, I was there when it when it hit and I was out and about and, and got to experience that. It was amazing. It's a really, I mean, I, I have not, I've, I've experienced the smallest, the smallest inkling of that. Like the, just the getting noticed by a sky cap. But like, right, right. but it still feels amazing. I oh, can't imagine great, what, like the only person I can uh, cor- relate you to is Adam Richman. Like you guys both had explosive, I don't, from Man vs. Food. From Man vs. Food, right, right. Just like uh, sensational. And and I would argue uh, two very, probably similar networks, Travel Channel and Discovery. Yeah. Discovery is probably yeah. a little bigger, but tr- but Discovery and Travel, when they have a show like that, they air the fuck out of it. That's, yeah. I mean, Cash Cab was on all the time. Dude, the crazy thing about Cash Cab is a 30-minute show was the only 30-minute show they had. Are you serious? So if they played it once... They had to play it again. <laughs> That's you know what I mean. Yeah, fill an hour. They're not going to start a show at half the hour when they only have a half an hour to fill. Then everything's off. Yeah, they want to be on schedule for prime time at eight. Fringe from six to you know. So if they played it once, they played another one right after. So we basically got double play just because of that. Yeah, and then it kind of caught on, and then it, you know, so you had to have some clusterfuck shoots in there. We did, yeah. We had there was, <laughs> it was pretty hairy, dude. It was, was season the, one was probably the hardest one because we were trying to we were working out the show. You know, it was like long fucking days, six, seven days a week sometimes. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen hours a day driving a fucking cab. And are you serious? A game you had to get your cab license, your hack license, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have it? Uh, it's expired. I let oh. it expire, but I still have it. <laughs> so, I don't want to take the PP test anymore. So, do you have to take a piss test <laughs> every year? 
Every year. You got to take a uh, urinalysis test to be a cab driver in New York. Holy shit. Every single year you have to do it. So wait, what were some nightmare stories of trying to shoot the show? Like, just like people coming in. It's just hectic, dude. It's like, you know, driving in New York is fucking hectic. Yeah. Driving and shooting. Did you ever get an accident? A show. No. No, never did. That's crazy. I never did anything. Did you really take the routes that you saw? You're like... I think so, yeah. For the most part? I didn't watch the show much, to be honest. (laughs) 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 I I really didn't. (laughs) People are like, you didn't watch? I'm like, well, picture this. You go to work all day, and then you go home. You want to sit down and watch yourself sitting there at work? (laughs) No. (laughs) You just lived it. What do you want to sit around and watch it for, you know? Is there a moment where your dad called you up, and he's like, buddy... This is fucking, this is a big deal. My buddy, my guys at work are talking about it. Yeah, there's so there's kind of moments like that. Where, like, my family kind of realized, like, oh, this is a big deal, you know? I mean, nine seasons. My friends were talking about it. We did, well, we did 40 episodes was a season. And we did that dude, ten, 10 times dude, in dude, eight years. 40 episodes, 400 episodes is... In seven years, we shot 400 shows. Four hundred. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to put that in perspective. I haven't shot four hundred of anything. Mm. I've been doing TV for fifteen years, twelve years, fifteen years. I haven't. I haven't. I've shot maybe. I, I that's fucking insane, dude. And then I'm at. I'm talking to Alex Trebek. Here I'm dropping names. I'm talking to Alex Trebek and about episodes and all that. I'm like, how many episodes have you done of Jeopardy? Holy it, shit, dude! It's like. It's like 6,500 or something like that. You don't that. have to answer this at all, but I'm dying <laughs> to ridiculous. know. Are you in a general overall contract at Discovery, or are you getting paid per episode? I was getting paid per episode. Mother We're not doing it. It's over. We're not doing it. No, anymore. no, no. But, but I mean, like, like at the time, oh, at the you were time, getting paid. I was getting paid per episode, yeah. Holy fucking shit, Ben. <laughs> I'm doing the math in my head going fucking 400 <laughs> if you just got paid $1,000 an episode. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking insane, man. That's really insane. It was a good run. It was a really good run. So what's your goal? What's, what do you want to do next? I always say put it that's in the universe. How, that's how we got into this. Uh, what do I want to do next? I don't know, but there is definitely... I'm doing a bunch of stuff that you probably, that you wouldn't be aware of yet, but uh, there was definitely a time when Cash Cab ended, and I was just kind of sitting around going, what What yeah. the fuck am I going to do now? What, what do I want to do? Yeah. And I'm saying, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And my girlfriend is like, what are you talking about? You're a comedian. Just do that. Yeah. That You already have your other thing. You were doing you that. You haven't had the time to do it and focus on it the way you would have wanted to. So just do that and don't worry about it. I was like, I love you. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> you know, She was totally right. And so that's what I did. And I've just kind of gotten way back into stand-up. So I taped the new special about a month ago. And is it gonna, Do you know where it's going to air? I don't because I produced it myself. So Oh, it's going to be fucking awesome then. Oh, thanks, dude. The I'm, fact that you- I'm really pumped about it. But I don't know where it's going to be. I'm hoping, you know. HBO or Comedy Central and then Netflix, maybe. Oh, that'll be fucking... Oh, who knows? Netflix seems to be the shit. That's where everyone's going. Netflix is great. My last one is on Netflix and it's gotten a lot of play and it's been really good. You know, how did you break that? How did you break the mold? I know you got to get out of here soon, but how did you break... I do. I got to go. How did you break the mold of of people? Because I know Rogan had to do it, of people knowing you as one thing, but then you... Was there there an intent in, in letting people know that... You were not the guy from Cash Cab, or were you just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do what I do? It, Dude, it was so hard. 
Everybody would think that you get a show that everybody knows and it would make your stand-up life easier. Yeah. No. It just makes it more, it just made it more complicated and more difficult. And I'm not complaining. I'm, I couldn't be happier. I'm very lucky. I've been very fortunate. But I heard about. I heard a story about Virginia. You were Virginia Beach, or maybe not Virginia Beach, right. but possibly Virginia Beach. And people were asking you to call out questions from Cash Cat. Dude, I still get that. Really, I still get that. I get people that come to the show. They think I'm going to be asking fucking trivia questions <laughs> at a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> I had this woman in Erie, Pennsylvania. Was like, she's like, she goes, do the Cash Cab thing. I go, everyone's laughing. You look bored. What's what's wrong? Are you not having fun? She goes, do the cash cab thing. I'm like, I go, how the fuck could I even do the cash cab thing? Here, man, started, sit behind me. Yeah, I'm like, there's no car. There's no video screen. There's no questions. You think I just have that shit in my head? <laughs> so, But she just doesn't care. That's what she wanted. Yeah. That's what she knows me for. That's what she wanted. Yeah. So I'm... Um, you know, it's just crazy. It's like it opened my eyes to that sort of thing. So I ended up saying, "We're in Erie, Pennsylvania." I go, "Okay, what's the twelfth largest lake in the world?" And she's like, she starts thinking, and then I leave and I go and do a few bits, and then I look over there again. I go, "I go, you got your phone out?" She goes, "Yeah." I go, "What are you doing? Are you googling the twelfth largest lake in the world?" She goes, "Yes." I go, "It's Lake Erie. You f- <laughs> it's fucking Lake Erie." <laughs> You can see it. It's right over there. <laughs> but it was a pain in the ass because that's what people would expect. They really don't They don't have the basic understanding of what we're doing that that we sort of assume people do. <laughs> Luckily for me, no one's seen Trip Flip and they you know me as a stand-up. <laughs> that's great, dude. Yeah. You I, have get, both. I get more recognized. Like, I get, well, because we cast on the street, so, we, right. like... Uh, tomorrow, no, t- Wednesday, I go to Pittsburgh to cast in Pittsburgh. Right. I'll go, I'll just go wherever everyone hangs out and then with a the camera crew, I go, hey, you adventurous? And find out what's your dream trip. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, that's I, fucking awesome. It's dude. amazing. It really is the greatest job in the world, but. You know what my dream trip is? What? To go home and just rest there for like a week. Dude, <laughs> my dream trip is to take my shoes off and stand in my backyard and water plants. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I fucking totally love just to be at home. Yeah, yeah, I've been home for I've been home for a week, and I had my first my first weekend was yesterday. My oh. first weekend home all fucking year was yesterday. Oh, and I and and I'm I'm not I'm not complaining. No, no, but it's but, a lot. I mean, I've I'm empathizing. I know exactly yeah. what that feels like. I mean, I've had I get like Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays home. But right. I never had like full weekend. Uh I'm sitting in is today Monday? I'm sitting yes. here yesterday and one of my buddies Stephen Fromkin comes over and I'm like, "God damn it, they only have one game on today." And he goes, "You know the package?" I was like, "I'm never home." He goes, "Yeah, but you're you make money. Why don't you just get the fucking package?" So I call up, I go, "Hey, can I get like the football package late and they're like it's like a hundred bucks i got the football package dude i felt like a god i was sitting (laughs) you're watching every game i'm watching every game on on the on your two big screens back and forth i'm on the treadmill i'm drinking coffee (laughs) i smoked a cigar i'm like this is what i'm fucking talking about this is what everyone feels like regularly i was like oh i mean anyone would trade that for a day in fiji on a boat a liveaboard boat but but it's so such a treat for guys like us to be home home and see your kids and Dude, that sounds like a cool show, though. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Trip well, listen, flip. I'm going to let you go. I got to go. Yeah, I got to go yeah. get a spot in at the at the store. So so I'm going to be in New York soon. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hit you up. Maybe we'll do a, uh, like a late night few beer podcast, me, you, DC, Tony Woods. Oh, dude, that sounds great. It'd be fucking great, right? We'll keep Tony off the jukebox. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love you, Ben. It's go- so good I seeing you, man. I love you, too, dude. This has been awesome. I, I told love you, man I cave. Said, I said uh, my favorite joke. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say it quietly in the mic. I predicted. I said Ben's favorite Ben's favorite joke that I told back then was the joke where I said maybe it was birth. Do you remember it? My favorite joke of yours? Yeah. Well, I always you, call you Burf. I, I just said that the fucking mic. I just said that the fucking mic. I've I go, always called you Burf. What's up, Burf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I feel like it's 1999 again, and I have a full head of hair. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. What's up? Anything to promote? Anything to promote? Uh, just follow me on Twitter. I'm Real Ben Bailey on Twitter. I got a new special coming. I might have a show on A and E. Nice. Uh, I'm doing web series and producing my own stuff. Uh, I got I got a whole bunch of stuff coming. So just follow me on Twitter and fa- and like me on Facebook, uh, Ben Bailey on Facebook and Real Ben Bailey on Twitter. And I'll keep you abreast of everything that's coming out. Oh, <laughs> thanks for doing this, Ben. I oh, dude, it was awesome. I'm so glad we got to hang out. I this know. Trip to LA has been fucking great. Fuck yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.